0: Happy Saturday. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I got a packed day today, but I had to just get on here and record a podcast real quick for you because there's a bunch of really interesting stuff that has happened in AI. I want to cover it all for you and make sure you guys got the latest and greatest as we go into the weekend. Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering all of the drama from Google and Gemini. We're going to be talking about Meta and their new Imagine with Meta image generator. We're going to be talking about Apple and their new AI play that they've made. We're going to be talking about Stability AI, Google DeepMind, Elon Musk's Grok AI, there's a whole bunch of really interesting things we're going to be talking about here. Before we jumped in, I wanted to give a huge shout out and thank you. We've just passed over 250 investors on the AI Box campaign. AI Box is my own no-code AI app builder and marketplace. If you're interested in investing in a brand new AI startup, you could go check out our campaign. We're currently doing on republic, republic.com slash AI-box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. We have also officially passed $277,000 Raised to date. We have around 80 days remaining in our campaign, and we're shooting to raise $1.2 million. So if you're interested uh, in taking a look at that, I'll leave a link in the show notes, but let's get into the podcast today. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. So the first thing I feel like we have to talk about here is Google Gemini. Now, of course, this was the big, you know, chat GPT-4 killer that Google rolled out. It was supposed to compete uh, at a very high level. And And to be like honest, there's a lot of really interesting, great things here. Unfortunately, you know, I was super excited and thrilled about everything happening with Gemini and I recorded a podcast about it. Um, And I feel like I got a little bait and switch by Google because it has now come out that most of their demo video they did that everyone was kind of raving about. I did a whole podcast episode about this was fake or staged. So I'm taking you on the roller coaster with me. Um, I'm talking a little bit about what actually happened. So when I was looking at um, some of this reporting on this, essentially, there's a couple things that people complained about. So number one, it's not like Google Gemini doesn't have the capabilities of doing a lot of these different things it's just the way that they created their video and their demo around this was pretty much fake they pretty much had a video where it was um you know someone talking with an ai model and there was like this live video feed it was super impressive because the whole you know live video feed was you know responding to everything they were doing now it turns out this was fake what they actually did was just uploaded images to it and had it respond the same way uh, we have you know, GPT 4 vision. So I was like, Oh my gosh, it has this like video feed. You can have a video talking with it. It knows everything you're doing. It's very conversational. No, turns out they just uploaded images. And in addition to that, they like cut the, they cut the video. So it seemed like it could offer instantaneous responses when in reality it was just like any other AM auto, which is slow. So everyone that was like me included was like, Oh my gosh, Google's leapfrogging open AI with all these capabilities was completely wrong. They were just kind of tricking us. Um, and in addition, so there's a couple things, right? They they edited the video to make it look like it was faster. They made it look like it was a video instead of just uploading images. And the final thing that really annoys me with Google, like, look, Google, I want to like you, but this is, a, you, it definitely is a very scammy tactic. Uh, the last thing they did was the prompts that they gave it. People showed the prompts that they actually used and with the rock, paper, scissors one. So they had a, a person doing like, just like shaking their hand for a a rock, shaking their hand for scissors, shaking their hand for paper, for rock, paper, scissors. And uh, Google's like, oh, look, like Gemini, the Gemini model was like, oh, look, you're playing rock, paper, scissors. That's a fun game, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it can like tell what they're doing. No, what it actually was, was they took uh, three pictures of rock, paper, someone making rock, someone making paper and pe- someone making scissors with their hands. And they said, what am I doing in this photo? Hint, it's a game. Like literally their prompts, they're hinting at saying, hint, it's a game. Like, come on, if, if it couldn't just tell you from saying, what am I doing in this photo? Like, I, I don't want hints in this thing. So anyways, I just felt like they went above and beyond to kind of uh, trick people. Wasn't cool. And I'll say the reason they did it is because immediately after doing this big launch, their stock price went up 5% and on a $1.7 trillion company, that equates to over $80 billion. Now, when everyone found out that it was a lot of it was staged and fake, uh, their stock price went down like one and a half percent, I think. So I think to them, they're like, yeah, look, we got it up 5%, went back down one and a half percent. We're still making billions of dollars. This is great. So overall, not a cool move from Google. The next story I want to talk about is Meta. Meta has launched Imagine with Meta. This is a standalone web-based generative AI experience, um, which essentially creates images. Now, I've seen a bunch of comparison images where people are comparing Adobe has an image generator. Um, of course, there's MidJourney, then there's OpenAI's Dolly 3, and then this new Imagine with Meta tool. And I have to say, of the four tools, I saw some, like, essentially Twitter threads where they uh, they use a similar prompt, um, or asked it for the same thing. Maybe they tweaked the prompt for the model a little bit, but they asked it for a similar thing on all four platforms and generated the images. And I'll say all of them are very decent image generators. Um, Mid-Journey seemed the most realistic, like, oh my gosh, it looks like a human. Uh, Open AI is really good, and I want to like Dolly 3. It's way, way, way better than Dolly 2, and it's built into ChatGPT, so it's mo- the most accessible, I think. But I'm t- if I'm being 100% honest, um, Dolly is or uh, Mid Journey is better than Dolly 3. It looks just more realistic. Like, for example, it's like small things, but like they they did like a, a, the face of a girl. And like in Mid Journey, it looked super freaking realistic. It was a girl in Greece with a blue scarf. And then for the uh, Dolly 3 image, it's like really realistic girl with a blue scarf, but like her eyebrows look like sort of painted and her face looks like a little too smooth, you know? And it just like wasn't as realistic. So um, I think that and then meta of course came in and meta was probably it bounced between them but like i think mid Journey still is the a solid 10 to 20 percent better than everything else if i'm being 100 percent honest uh, especially across like you're just gonna get better results and then there was things where i was like asking for like vector images and like yes all four models created like vector images but uh, mid Journey's vector image was like super trendy and cool and like one that i'd be like oh my gosh i want to put that thing on my app and the other ones were like yeah, it's a vector image of the thing, but it's like, you know, like sometimes when you're on Google and you're like searching for a specific thing, like there's all the old school images. Somehow mid journey knows what's like modern and trendy and cool and aesthetic and good. And the other ones can generate images that you might find on Google images, but they're just like kind of like the older clip art stuff. I guess that's my best way to describe it. So. All this to say, um, it's an impressive tool from Meta, but I do think in like a side-by-side, MidJourney is definitely still winning. And I still think MidJourney is actually beating Dolly 3. So this is not a bad thing. I think it's good to have a lot of competition. And I would hope that, you know, a company like MidJourney where their only job is to create an AI model is going to be able to create the best AI model. So honestly, nothing wrong here, but I think that's, you know, where it stands. The next thing I want to bring up is Apple, which Apple has introduced MLX and MLX data. So, this is an open source machine learning framework, both of these. So, there's two frameworks here, and these are designed to efficiently run on Apple silicone. So, MLX, this was inspired by PyTorch and Jax, and essentially allows data to be processed in supported devices without movement, right? So, I mean, we're getting to a point where you can start thinking, you know, Google's made some moves in the same space where essentially Google has uh, started building um ai models like their new gemini um i think their their lowest tier of gemini is able to run on their new pixel phones um and so i think we may be getting to a point where we're going to start seeing apple building this tech so they can run ai models right on the phone and when people are like okay well what's the point of all that the point of all that is that if you can run the ai models right on the phones like right on your iphone all of the sudden that makes it so that uh two big benefits number one is security you don't have to get your data like your images or your text messages um off of your phone into an external ai model to run through and, and help you like for example write texts or fix your images or fix your videos or generate you know images or videos um all of that can be done on your phone so it's great for security um and then the other thing that people really love about it is if you don't have any cell reception you're off the grid somewhere uh you could still Use it. And beyond just using it for like image generation, think of the benefits of like you're in a survival situation, you're hiking somewhere, you lose reception, and you're like sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, is this plant in front of me edible? I'm starving. You take a picture of it, and your phone could be like, yeah, this plant is probably edible, blah, blah, blah. Here's a bunch of information about what it is. And it could do that without reception. So I think that there's like some serious value to essentially, essentially, when you get these AI models, if you could actually run them on your device. You're downloading like the corpus of all the information on the entire internet uh, eventually onto your phone and you're able to have like a device that just has this regardless of having cell reception. And you know what's interesting? I think that might be actually one of the biggest people talk about like how OpenAI is like a Google killer. I don't really think it is. But doing something like this where you have, you know, uh, the ability to answer questions embedded into every device, I think, you know, especially if it's not even on the Internet, I think that might be something that would uh, be a bigger threat to Google. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes in the future. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Stability AI. They have just introduced Stable LM, Zephyr 3B. So this is a new $3 billion parameter, LLM. The thing that's interesting about this is that it is 60% smaller um, than their 7 billion parameter models. Um, and this enables efficient use on edge devices right again we're moving from just having this stuff on big uh, servers and actually putting these onto devices so this one is specifically tailored for instruction following and also q a tasks wrapping up here if you haven't heard microsoft i'm sorry uh, elon musk has launched um grok on with x.i on twitter um, and essentially this is a GPT four competitor called Grok. It's kind of irreverent. It will answer any question you ask it. Here's the thing that I actually think is uh, valuable about this beyond kind of the marketing uh, side of it is that Grok is trained and has access to real time tweets, which means it has all data that is happening in real time. So I decided to do an experiment with this. I tested it out yesterday. You have to be a X Premium Plus subscriber. When I heard that this was a stipulation, I think like a month ago, I went and. I went and got an X Premium Plus subscription so I could test this out for you guys. But the thing that I tried that was really impressive was that I asked it, what is the breaking AI news happening on X today? And it gave me a rundown of the top three stories that were like from uh, yesterday. I asked it yesterday and it gave me the top three stories. And then also, sorted or um, cited like articles and tweets where people were talking about all that kind of stuff. So, really, really impressive. This is something you obviously don't get with something like ChatGPT that has a language cut off of, I believe, April. So, this will be an interesting one to follow and see what kind of adoption this gets going forward into the future.